Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. Hey, Todd Duncan coming at you guys with a another podcast. And uh, oftentimes these podcasts are kind of organic and, and we decide what to do kind of in not the moment per se, but when we think about life and we think about business, we think about journeys and we think about growth and all that, we, we kind of arrive at some things that are really important to us, like at a stage in our life that we're at. And I asked my dear wife, Deb, to join us for this podcast. So good to have you here, honey. Thank you. Great to yeah. be here. And actually, this is, uh, this is a big part of uh, kind of your idea around um, really what people are challenged with. And certainly, as, as I think about leading people and coaching people, and even my own life, I know that, that it can be challenging. When you have when you have uh, the ability to think big, you're big on dreams, you're big on creating dreams. And, you know, whenever you guys think about dreaming big, there's always going to be that kind of balancing point on making your dreams work and how much time it takes to make them work and what sacrifices you make while making your dreams work. And I think that led us to having a kind of a conversation on balance and, and what really is important about balance and what are the truths about it? And, uh, you know, just what are our thoughts as we look at people, you know, in industry and clients that, you know, are, are dreaming big and, and whatnot, and just our personal thoughts as, as husband and wife and parents. So um, I'm going to give you the first shot at it and uh, talk a little bit about Deb Duncan's mindset around balance. Well, I think that um, just in general, the it is a easy time to be out of balance, just the beginning of the holidays and all of the family and extra requirements on people, as well as the people I know um, business-wise are so out of balance. Just it's a uh, intense season and it's something that you and I are constantly talking about and working on uh, both, you know, at work and uh, in our personal lives. What do you, how about you? Um, I think balance is a constant painting in process. And I think it's interesting. We stop and, and we think about that and we think about the idea of balance is it's impossible. Let's, let's just take a bicycle, right? For example, if you, if you think back to when you were a child and you were learning to ride a bike, for me, one of the transformational moments was the faster I went, the easier it was to balance the bike. But as soon as I needed to make a turn, left or right, I had to slow down to make that turn. And life feels a lot like that sometimes, that we kind of get going fast and then we forget to slow down or we're forced to slow down because we're rethinking a direction or rethinking a, a decision. And I guess what I would say is that that balance as a homostatic concept um, never will materialize. It is impossible to be balanced and have that be permanent. Life has too many forces outside of our control. Business has too many forces outside of our control for us to be in that constant state of balance. So I think getting close to it is the art of how do you let things come into your life and what are the boundaries that you have that you say no to and yes to and and then how do you make sure that as you go through, you're paying close attention to the things that are repetitive 
interrupters to your own balance and, and peace of mind and things like that. So I think it's a challenge. And I, you know, I think that anytime somebody thinks big, it's a bigger challenge. I mean, we had, uh, we just had one of our elite sessions in, in Laguna Niguel, California at the Monarch Bay Resort. And we had super high performers there. And, uh, you know, one of the, one of the individuals in the group was, was feeling out of balance. And one of the comments that this person made was, um, we, we take the harvest when it is here. And, you know, right now in, in, in the world of mortgages, uh, you know, rates are super low and everybody is doing refis and everybody wants to rake in the harvest. But we saw just seven days ago that people were having to sacrifice certain things because this moment in time, the business was taking, you know, precedent and taking over. And so I think it's dangerous if that is long-term. I think people need to pay attention to what's stressing them out and they need to pay attention to the forces that are hitting them that they can put boundaries on. I and, mean, you know, when I wrote Life on the Wire, one of the things I said is that if you don't put boundaries on business, you can't have balance in life. That's so great. Sometimes I find that, you know, that we are, we are, I am recipients of my own advice. It's kind of interesting. So, um, so are you aware of what stresses you out? I think I am, yeah. Yeah, are you, you're not asking me to share, you're just asking me yes or no, yeah. Yeah, but I'll give you an example. I mean, I, um, well, let me just bring something up that, that stresses both of us out. Are you ready? I am. Do you trust me? I very much, yeah, but so, I'm a little scared right now. No, don't be scared, don't be scared. <laughs> so what's, what's one of the stressors in our life is drama. Oh, amen, brother. And, and so when you start to look at, at drama, and we had a client just you know recently that, that said um, he's got a, a, a client that, I mean, in as few as words, he says stresses him out. You know, the expectations of this client are so broad-based and so on-demand and so um, irrational. And yet every time that he allows that to happen, he's accepting drama. For you and I, we have kind of um, arrived at a, a position that we don't want drama in our company. We don't want drama in our relationships. We don't want drama in our life. And if you put the brakes and the boundaries on drama, you end up being more balanced because drama takes you off. Okay, so what I think I hear you say is that that you want to have a boundary around drama, but sometimes, I mean, drama 100% of, well, most of the time comes from people. Right. So does that mean boundaries around people? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Oh, that's and it's really scary. hard. It's really hard because if you if you don't have boundaries around people, you end up dysfunctional with those people. You end up in kind of a unhealthy relationship. And I think there's a lot of people that are not prepared to put a boundary on a scenario, albeit it might be hard, because the most important thing is their own personal peace of mind and health. And you know, I'm talking about health like you're sick and stuff like that, although that, that can come into play then. But if you just if you just think about it, um, one of our clients added up how many minutes a month this one person that was a quote client was taking of his time, and it was absolutely irrational to give lifeblood to the hours and hours that this client was requiring from this person. And I think if you take that that idea, you, t you look at management, you look at leaders, and leaders 
leaders let people interrupt them all the time. Leaders, you know, think that leadership is being on demand, being the the agent of rescue to to being the answer man or the answer woman. And at the end of the day, that's self sabotage because what you're you're not doing is you're not growing the people that report to you. If you grow the people that report to you, then you have less drama and you have more freedom. So yeah, I think boundaries lead to balance. I think boldness hmm. leads to balance. I think you got to be bold. You and I had an opportunity recently uh, with a bunch of people to be vulnerable and be bold. And I'm amazed at how it deepened those relationships by being bold. And that's something I really struggle with. Well, I think um, so. So, so vulnerability is thought of by most as being scary, vulnerable, being vulnerable to opening up. And I think that that originally, and maybe even in, in recent times, I felt that way. I felt that, you know, vulnerability is, is to, to be real, right? To be real and to, to be able to share vulnerability is actually an act of boldness. You don't, you don't think of it in the moment that I'm being bold, but let's, let's face it, to speak your truth and to speak your world and to be okay to be vulnerable is, in fact, bold. And what's interesting is that when you are bold, purposefully bold, I could say, um, you're amazed at how many people come around you that can identify with you and can help. And it doesn't mean weak. I think people think that vulnerability is weakness. It's not, it's strength. But don't you think that by sharing vulnerabilities, it's kind of like Superman and kryptonite and that, uh, that you become, you can't always control what people do with the information they know about you. And but that's you, not, at the end of the day, that's not your responsibility. You know, what your responsibility is to be, is to be truthful to yourself and to be honest with yourself. And that's the hard part of it, right? So I don't really care what other people think, do, or say, as long as I am purposefully being bold in my own life to do what's right. And if I, if I can get to a point where I don't worry about other people's opinions of me, then I will have the healthiest life possible. But if I'm in a constant state of wondering what people think about me and, you know, wondering what they're saying about me and wondering if I upsetted their apple cart or this or that, then I am troubled. I am, I am tethered to dysfunction. And that's just not healthy. It's just not healthy to be that way. And when you speak your truth and, you know, one of the things that, that, uh, that, that one of my coaches was talking about with me is, you know, that, that you have to say what you mean. You have to mean what you say. You have to say it lovingly. I had a client call yesterday that wants to make a decision in business and didn't know if they should be super like direct or if they should be like relational or, you know, and they were going both ways. And I said, you got to do the right thing. You got to say the right thing. You got to say it lovingly. And you got to understand that how you end relationships, it, it could be as important, if not more important. It's how you start relationships. Wow. And you got to be truthful. You got to be above board. You got to do the right thing, you know, and when you're bold that way, and this is a lifelong pursuit, I think, I think a lot of people set up their own self-esteem based on what they think the opinions of others are of them. Hmm. And imagine how unsustainable that is. I, um, I think there are a lot of people that are people pleasers and that 
that really interferes with everything you just said. I'm myself included. I'm talking about it like you don't know what I'm saying. Oh, I do. I do know what you're saying. And, you know, there's a difference between being a people pleaser and being a server of people. Ooh. Okay, you know, so what's the difference? Well, I think, I think being a people pleaser is um, it's a little bit like uh, reactive. It's so a, turn yourself bit, into a pretzel? Well, it's, it's like doing anything at any time for anyone for any reason, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's a people pleaser, you know, acclimating and, and being okay and going along with it. I mean, that's being a people pleaser. What, what ends up happening when you are a people pleaser is you're losing your own identity and you're losing your own integrity and you're losing your own self-worth because at some point it's unsustainable just to be a people pleaser. But to be a server of people and to serve people in a way that adds real value for the right reasons at the right time is the best way for you to actually feel complete as a human being. I'm, <clears throat> I'm serving not because I have to, but because I want to. And serving in that way is so much different than being a, a people pleaser. You know, I think that when you serve, you have a different motive. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the, the whole idea in balance is um, it's, it's not attainable. It's certainly not sustainable. Uh, every day that we're alive, I think we have challenges that kind of push in on our balancing act, if you will. And, and sometimes the winds are stronger some days than other days. But you got to deal with them. You know, yesterday I was flying the plane and um, we had a we had a fairly major crosswind, about a 12 knot crosswind. And when you are landing and or taking off, you've got to pay attention to the winds. If you want the plane to be balanced, you have a you have to pay attention to the winds and um, you have to be situationally aware. You know, I was landing and there was a, a large Delta jet that was on the uh, on the taxiway and. You know, when you're in a smaller plane and you're trying to land and there's a bigger plane on, on the runway right next to you, you've got all these vortices that, that kind of spin off and you got to figure out where you're going to land. Because um, if you don't figure that out, you're going to be out of balance and, you know, that could be deadly in a plane. I think the winds of change are interesting and, and I think you got to navigate, you got to navigate the rivers, you got to navigate the winds, you got to deal with what comes up and it all changes. It changes all the time. <sighs> Be true to oneself. Um, we had an interview today with somebody that we were thinking about hiring, and I, uh, I asked this question. I said, so what do you see when you look in the mirror? Oh, great question. You know, and, and if you look in the mirror and, and you don't see your own greatness coming out, you don't see your own balance um, coming out, take it as a wake-up call. Take it as, okay, you can change this. You know, you can change anything you want. You, you had a quote years ago when we were writing Sales Mastery, um, and you said one thing changes everything. Right. And I think the other thing that you said is nothing changes until something changes. So what are you out of balance? Are uh, Give an example of something you feel like you would like to bring better into balance. So I, um, up until about six weeks ago, I was very, very in balance with my personal health. And, and by that, I mean, not, not internally personal health, but just my workout regimens, my eating regimens, so on and so forth. And um, the last two months, I haven't, for whatever reason, found the time, and that is my problem, to keep the workout piece going. So I've gotten a little bit off kilter on that, and that doesn't feel good. And so the tendency is, I'm going to get back on my bike tomorrow, I'm going to ride 300 miles. You know, I just got to ease back into it. And the interesting thing about easing back into it is all you have to do is make a choice 
to turn 180 degrees from where you are and just take one step the other way. Hmm. It's not like I got to turn everything around. It's like, okay, all I have to do is take a step in the opposite direction. And that one step leads to two and that two leads to three. And pretty soon I'm not going the wrong way. I'm going the right way. Maybe a little bit of an airline analogy too. So do you know that exactly six weeks ago, the same thing happened to me? And the reason why is because we got really busy. Yeah. And that is a constant challenge when, uh, how do you stay in balance and doing the things that give you your best life when busy happens? Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be vulnerable right now and, and, uh, and tell you something that I'm three days into, which is a new habit. I've always been kind of an early riser, but I, but for whatever reason, I have not been as intentional as I would like to be. So I was having a conversation with a guy that I know, love and trust. And, and he asked me a simple question. He said, what's your morning rhythm? When I began to explain my rhythm to him, he said, I love you, but I think you're starting the day off the wrong way. And I said, what do you mean? He said, I think that it would be really helpful knowing you, like I know you, that you would do this and this and this and this. And there was five simple things that could be part of a 45 minute rhythm in the morning that would change the way I approach the day. And so I started that this past week, three days ago, and three days in a row, I've, I've done that routine and I can already feel the difference, but I can also feel the fact that it's not a new habit yet. So I have a book on my desk called um, Atomic Habits and it's by a guy named James Clear. And one of the things he says is new habits that our hard habits can take upwards of 200 plus days oh, wow. to create. So I think one of the parts that people need to understand about being balanced is you can't just decide today that I'm going to be balanced tomorrow. You didn't get unbalanced because you decided yesterday to be unbalanced tomorrow. You became unbalanced because a series of yesterdays has led to a change in discipline and change in habits. So the atomic habits, the, the, the habits that create this explosive, positive, explosive results in your life do not happen in today, but they begin to be formulated daily. And I think that's the, the big thing. And I, I'd, like to, I'd like to talk just briefly about the, the elite experience we just completed. Your brother and, and, and I got together and your brother is really, really good at asking really, really good questions. He wrote a book on it. He wrote a book, wrote a book called Right Side Up. It's by Craig Morris. And uh, we're going to do a podcast with Craig. And it's all about the power of questions. And he helped me formulate 10 questions that every human being should ask themselves, particularly at the end of the year, right? And, but all the time. And uh, we took everybody by shuttle out of the hotel room. We took them down to the beach and we gave them a chair, a water, a towel, a bag, a pen, the notes, and a journal. And we said, spend an hour answering these 10 questions. What I found fascinating is that even though your brother and I created the questions, I went through the exercise. Mm -hmm. And while on the beach, just like everybody else was on the beach, I came up with things that I want to do differently, uniquely, that would bring more balance. And so my, my, my message to everybody is, this is a constant, constant struggle. And so you just gotta, you gotta chip away at the things that encroach upon and compromise balance and you got to decide that you are the only decision maker that can interpret do you let it in or do you not do you take it in or do you not and i think life is about the questions you ask of yourself i think balance is about the questions you ask of yourself and others and i think at the end of the day the goal is not to be balanced 
the goal is to be more balanced each day. And if you do that over your life, I think you're going to be great. So, Amen. Great. So that's our conversation on balance. Uh, man, if we can ever be a resource to you, just check us out at hightrust.com. We love you very much. Thanks for watching this podcast. Bye.